TalkZone.com And boy, oh boy, are we going to have big fun today. Now, TalkZone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joe Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. And we do welcome you to the TalkZone.com. Two guys at a mic, thanks for joining us. Pre-Super Bowl Friday, our final after a long, long football season. Joel Radwanski, better known as the Big Dog, my good partner today. It is our final football Friday. I know that must bring a teardrop to your tear duct. Uh, you know what, Coach? At least the final football Friday is a Super Bowl Friday and not a Pro Bowl Friday. Yes, Yes, you are correct. I'm glad they did that. We can officially say, because we used to say, yeah, this is the final football Friday when people would call up and say, oh, there's still the Pro Bowl. Come, What are the betters called Pro Bowl game? They used to be the uh, Get Even Day. Get Even Day. Yeah, I mean, uh, so luckily, Super Bowl is the Get Even Day because, like, if you're going to risk, like, $8,000 to recoup all your losses for the whole year, uh-huh. you know, it's better to do it on a Super Bowl <laughs> than an All-Star game. Does that mean you did not bet uh, $3,000 on Matt Schaub as your Pro Bowl MVP? Oh, luckily I passed this year on the Pro Bowl, but the Super Bowl is my get-even day this year. Beautiful, beautiful. Big dog, great to talk to you. Football Friday, Super Bowl coming up. Should be a great game. Hopefully it'll be a great game. A lot of points scored, two great quarterbacks. Dog checking in from his palatial estate out in beautiful Aurora, Illinois. We got I got the dice in my hands, Joel. I know you're jealous of me here, but uh, paradise is in my right hand right now, ready to be spun, my friend. We might have to retire that bitch because she's never correct. Well, what are you talking about? Never she's correct. had a horrible playoff run, Coach. Well, uh, all right, the play. Well, can I, this year, since we've been on the fine Internet sports talk that is TalkZone.com, directed by our fine producer, David Olson, I might add, yeah. and uh, the rest of the crew here, since we've been on Paradise, started off 0-3. Followed yeah. that up, Joel, with a three and zero, a three and zero. Then went one and two, two and one, one and two. However, the last playoff week she did go zero and three, so maybe that's what you're talking about. Of recent vintage, not so good for Paradise. The, the whole year she didn't get one push all year. Oh, she got a lot of pushes, Friday. but that oh, wasn't on, that wasn't on Fridays when we were doing the betting game. Oh, I understand that. Never mind. <laughs> Uh, and, and again, for the new listeners jumping on board, as you know, big dog, new people discovering two guys at a mic.com all the time, hopefully. Uh, who and or what would Paradise be? Uh, it would be two par- uh, Paradise, basically. And uh, since they don't have any type of a bias, those pieces of dice, uh, it's a lot. Sometimes they, they predict games a lot better than we do. The beautiful, the lovely, the awfully curvaceous Paradise is in the house today, and she will make our picks. Of course, on Friday, we play a game called Beat the Schmoes. And, Joel, I don't know about you, if you've gone back and forth on the prediction, I made a late change in my thought process. You know, I was pretty solid all the way in my prediction. On the 18-second elevator ride up to floor number two here at thetalkzone.com. Oh, did you have an epiphany? I had an epiphany. I don't know if it was the girl that was sitting next to me, but or standing next to me, I should say. But I did have an epiphany on the ele- uh, the elevator ride. I have changed my pick. How about you? Have you been solid from the get go? 
Yeah, I've been solid. Like you, I've been solid like the whole season, so I, I feel pretty strong with this pick coming into this week, Coach. But mm-hmm. I will have to admit, the best stripper I've ever seen was named Epiphany. <laughs> yes, you can have an epiphany in the elevator. You can have an epiphany in a few other spots also. And apparently, <laughs> it's not a you bad have. Day, by the way, that's yeah. pretty original. It's kind of a sensitive subject here in the fine city of Chicago. I don't know how many. Listeners in other areas are aware. I don't know if it's become a national story. Probably not. But we have elected, apparently, a lieutenant governor. Now, nobody knows exactly what a lieutenant governor does. They really don't do anything except. They're able to. uh, That's just another person that that gets greased, that gets bribed in Illinois. So just another level of treachery. Well, you think so? I think the lieutenant governors have always been clean. Oh, really? Because they have no power. Well, exactly. Oh, okay. So exactly. It's it's the good news and the bad news. They've never taken bribes. They've never, you know, been caught. They've never gone to jail. The good, the, the the bad news is there's been no opportunities. There's basically no job description. It's the number two spot. The only thing is that if the governor loses his job or passes away, or in the state of Illinois, it seems to be a grand tradition now. At some point, heads off to prison. Yeah. The lieutenant governor takes over. They're actually going to have a wing just for former governors in one of the local uh, federal prisons. Yeah, well, they're actually building a separate prison just for ex-governors. It's a lovely <laughs> they're really spot. nice. They're, they're really beautiful to be out of. Oh, it's a lovely spot. Lovely spot. A little par three, uh, just four holes, but a small par three golf course in the back. You can go bowling. It's got the side bumpers on it. So, actually, you know, if you're if you're a governor and you uh, corrupt a little bit, it's not a bad place to spend the rest of your life. Unlimited Viagra. No. No, no, no. No, that that uh, was passed. That was not passed by the city council or the local community. It was a four to three vote, by the way. It was very, very close. The three females, <laughs> three females voted for it. The four males against it. Uh, now, the reason I bring it up is because our apparently we have elected a lieutenant governor who now that now that he's been elected, the history comes out that apparently he uh, used to frequent the quote unquote massage parlors, right? Um. Oh, well, I, I didn't hear about the massage parlor. Oh yeah. Well, part. that's that's how he met his future girlfriend slash wife, who really? apparently he didn't realize it apparently, but she actually admits to now, and she's living a clean life now. But back then, she did some prostituting at her place of institution. Uh, also, there are police she reports. She did have really nice hands, coach. Oh, tremendous hands. Very, very. No, 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 lovely, lovely lady. And I'm not even going to criticize the profession of prostitution. Say, you know, that's for every, you know, you could do a whole show on whether that should be illegal or illegal. We're not going to get into that, but you know, we're talking well, about no, the no, lieutenant. no, no. You're exactly right, Coach. And I could care less what you do. It's a yes. victimless crime. If that's what you want to choose to do with your life, if that's how you want to spend your money, and you want to do it in yeah. privacy, your own home, all that stuff, you can go right ahead and do it. But. To, I don't know. If yeah, you want to no. get in a public office, you might not want to marry a young lady like that. Well, even that, but worse yet, there's police reports about the guy, uh, you know, threatening her and putting his hands to her neck. This is our lieutenant governor. And taking a knife to her neck, David Olson, our producer, has some late-breaking info. He is not our lieutenant governor. He is the candidate Thank you very much. for the lieutenant candidate. governor, Thank you. Democrat. You are correct. Yeah, and, you. And, and Good clarification from David. I, I, I would have to say, I don't think he's going to get elected. Well, he may have to step. It's Illinois. He could get a lot. He could get a lot. I love his last name, by the way, Cohen, right off the bat. But uh, And then on top of that, the wife, ex-wife, who he met at the massage parlor, was at the press conference saying that, no, he's not a bad guy. The only reason he did this stuff, including putting a knife to his her neck. Now, he admit he does not claim that. She still says 
that he did that, and she's sitting next to him in the press conference. The only reason that uh, he acted like that for two, three, four months is because he started doing steroids, and the steroids caused that. He did admit to doing steroids, performance enhancers, performance enhancers, and a couple other things. So Okay, so was he trying to become uh, a professional basketball player or a football I, you player? Know, you know what? I think he was going for the buff look. I mean, this guy's got serious, serious issues. But, you know, it, it, that stuff was out there, but nobody, none of the media, none of the press thought of bringing it out there because, you know, who cares about the lieutenant governor? This guy throws uh, two weeks' worth of ads, a couple of million dollars. I don't know how he made his millions. And he puts ads out there about how he's, um, you know, taking care of the job crisis. He's done a couple of job crises, hotline-type things to help people and stuff. And that hit a little button. A couple of thousand people voted, and boom, you too could be the next lieutenant governor in the state of Illinois. Oh, no, you can get you can get elected, like, uh, like quickly as an unknown person just on one particular issue. I mean, that isn't the first time, like, people have really gained momentum off of, like, something like that. So mm-hmm. you, you got to be careful. I mean, people who – I'm not going to rib anybody who's done steroids, Coach. You know, but in well, a sense, though, do you really want people that are so vain like that to be yes. running your, your government that yes. are, you know, really worried about what you look like that it, they would – I mean, it's, so, it's just stupid to take that particular – It uh, is an drug. indicator unto the personality, I would agree. I would agree. And that that left alone, but if you put the whole picture together, it's not a particularly comforting picture. And part of the problem is uh, people in other states, if you got your own horror story or maybe a candidate got elected who's got a little bit of a shaky past, anything that happened in your particular state, maybe we are not aware of here in Chicago on a Super Bowl Friday. What the heck? We'll talk a little politics, 888-463-6748. But part of it, Joel, is just not enough people voted. In, in the primaries, not enough people got out there and voted. Yeah, well, and not enough people really know what the heck is going on either. You know, so. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I don't know how we got on this subject. It started with a, my epiphany in the elevator. Apparently, your epiphany was a lot different than my epiphany, and then all of a sudden, that story of the prostitute brought out with the uh, lieutenant governor. So let's get back to football, if we could. No more epiphanies, please. Oh, that's, that, that's too bad. <laughs> okay. You okay over there? I'm, I'm fine. I got a feeling. Actually, you know what? I'm having a very difficult time breathing. They say the air quality at Illinois right now is the lowest level it's ever been in the wintertime. Really? See, I don't monitor air quality. Do you have an air quality barometer in your house? How no, are you well, aware of this? Like, uh, for some reason, about five years ago, I started getting allergies. And I'm a pretty healthy guy. I okay. exercise, you know, I, mean, I breathe normally. And the last like couple days, like I've been like clogged up with stuff. Mm-hmm. My roommate looked it up and said that, you know, he's like, you know, Joel, it's the worst air quality ever in the wintertime in the history of Illinois. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. That could explain a lot of things. That could explain us uh, potentially electing a lieutenant governor who uh, has been on steroids before and almost got arrested. Yeah, I guess I'm not the only one. I guess like there's this rampant, like there's like a huge, huge chunk of Illinois that if you have allergies right now, mm-hmm. you're going through hell. Interesting. And I've never even heard of this. And I was like, when I was younger and heard people going, I was like, just fuck it up. How bad can it be? It's really not that bad, Coach. I feel fine. The only thing is, like, I have I can only breathe out of my mouth. Interesting. Are you sure it's not? Uh, are you sure your roommate Mahmoud has not planted possibly a new plant in the backyard that you're allergic to? You know what? I I have been watching him with one eye. You know, and it, it, always the only times I can only see out of one eye, so I'm not getting much done anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's really sad. You know what? You we have an open, nice house here. We got one person of every nationality on the planet and mm-hmm. uh you know but it's funny you know you a couple 
a couple of terrorist acts by somebody else, and next thing you know, I just I can't trust. The United Nations that uh, Joel lives in, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. It's part of our storyline here on the TalkZone.com. We have a lot of fun with it. Any chance we're going to be uh, getting a Beat the Schmoes football prediction from one of your United Nations roommates, the very affable Mahmoud? Any chance he'll be calling in? Uh, I'm not sure. He has not woken up yet. Uh, well, he has woken up, but he is like he's bathed himself in sand, and he's, he's praying right now, so everything is good. <laughs> All right, well, hopefully by the end of the show, if Mahmoud doesn't call, it leaves the line open for you folks out there. 888-463-6748. Talk about the big game coming up on Sunday. 525, the tip-off time, by the way. CBS, Channel 2. Uh, that will mean, what, we got Jim Nance and Phil Sims bringing it to you? Oh, that- God. The, I don't, the, I don't. Stiff, the stiff uh, call of the Super Bowl. I know our, our sports talk guys here in Chicago on the major stations, they rip Phil Sims. I don't. I'm not gonna say he's my favorite. I don't find him that bad. Uh, he's just, he, he's a little stiff for me. I, I don't know what those guys say. I, I really don't like him too much. And then again, I don't want the the Joe Buck, uh, Troy Aikman combination either. What's wrong with Joe Buck and Troy Aikman? I find them a good listen. I, 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 Joe Buck is, comes off to me as like pompous. To be quite honest with you, mm-hmm. it's funny. The guys that I like are normally the mid range guys. Most of I don't know why Gus Johnson I can't call the Super Bowl coach. Uh, the very excitable Gus Johnson. Yes, I, I enjoy it. Me open some dance. Yeah, Gus Johnson should be calling the Super Bowl for CBS, and that's uh, enough said on my book. He is by far, he is by far the greatest announcer mm-hmm. that CBS has. One of the best on the planet right now. And I, I, I would he's not, on the bench. I would not argue with you. I, I, a lot of people find him a little uh, excitable, a little bit too. Uh, Chilly, if you want. I, I like that. I mean, I'm, I like Dick Vitale in basketball, so that pretty much says it all. But, uh, yeah, well, could you imagine Gus Johnson and Dick Vitale doing a game together, Coach? Especially at Indianapolis against New Orleans game where the score could end out like 48-45. It would be an exciting listen. Oh, no, it definitely would be exciting. But uh, uh, Gus Johnson, the fact that he, like the Big Ten Network actually has him, so like when he's not doing CBS, like national games, Mm-hmm. He'll do Big Ten games, Coach. Yep. It's like it's such a treasure. Like the Big Ten network, just like was it what a steal they got in order to to get this guy. But big uh, fan of the Big Ten network locally here. I'm glad my uh, cable company finally decided to uh, pop for that one last year. I've been able to watch a good, lot of good college basketball games. By the way, we'll sneak in a little college basketball talk a little bit later in the show. But uh, big dog, we are playing Beat the Schmoes today. Our final one. I got a feeling i know which way you're going but well, well yeah die. you know you know which way i'm going i think so i think so but uh now the point spread officially for our listeners is what cinco i i don't know i i have no idea yeah i do know it started at two and a half on the first day and now it's up to it's like five it's five even started at what the first cloudy day? says it's five even it's the official cloudy line roommate cloudy says but but it didn't start i thought it started like at seven and a half points no it started at two and a half two and a half and immediately the next day it was up to five, uh, like five, five and a half the next day. So it's at five right now, which is, mm-hmm. uh, to be honest with you, I think it should be at like two. I thought it should be at two and a half because I think it's going to come down to it's going to be a good game. I think it's going to be mm-hmm. great. So it is going to be a good game, but there, there's a certain quandary. And as we uh, get near break number one, again, talkzone.com, two guys in a mic, our final football Friday Super Bowl preview. We play a game here called Beat the Schmoes. So you can dial it up and try to. Uh, 
beat the coach. That's me and uh, my good partner, the Big Dog, lovingly known as the Schmoes here on our contest. If you do a little cash prize, we will send your way, 888-463-6748. You can send it in via email at Mike2Guys, M-I-C, number two, Mike2Guys at AOL.com. But Big Dog, well, we, I, I get the feeling you're sort of like me. It's it's like you get so excited about football all season long and, you know, week seven. A regular season game. It could be the Broncos against San Diego. Great game. I love that. I love it. I can't Right. It's such a quandary because here we are, theoretically, the culmination of this great football season, theoretically the best game, and it should be a great game, but there's something about the Super Bowl for the real fan. I don't want to brag and say I'm a real fan, but I get into it. No, no, no. It's like part of my whole seasonal thing. I know what you're saying, Coach. Football is like a part of my life. It's like ingrained in me. But what I'm saying, there's a there's a negative vibe that creeps into it. It's, like, it's like, like you're gonna miss it for a couple months. No, that's that's not it. It's like the the, the Super Bowl was. I, I don't. Why am I more excited about San Diego and Denver on week seven, or watching the Vikings take on the Bears in week four, than I am sometimes about watching a Super Bowl game? Is is it a is it a bounce back because of all the crap that goes on for two weeks and all the the hype and it's not real football? No, it must have been your just confusion as, as a typical person in life, Coach. I, that I don't understand. I can understand if you're saying, like, uh, it's like the, you're not going to get to watch football for a while. But, I mean, for the actual game, how much more excited can you get than having the two best teams mm-hmm. playing for the game? I don't know if you're using this year as an example, or maybe there's other years where you just know it's going to be a blowout and you really can't get up for the game. The storylines mm-hmm. aren't all that great. I, maybe the, if that's the issue you're talking about, I can yeah. understand, but... If you're talking about this one, I mean the two best teams in the league are playing for the for the championship on mm-hmm. Sunday, and it, it's going to be one of those games that they talk about 50 years from now. All right, and you're talking about this game in particular. I was kind of yeah. talking about the Super Bowl just in general. And again, well, I always, I mean, I look forward to it and I watch it, but there's there's a there's a creep of negativity that gets in me that I don't know. Maybe it's just because it's such an advertised game, it cheapens the effect of it. I, I can't quite explain it. Oh, but if you're there. talking about that part of it, I think everybody. That if you're a diehard football fan, you do don't like the how some people join the bandwagon and all mm-hmm. of a sudden everybody's a football expert and then you know some woman who watches a football game once a year picks the game exactly right and all of a sudden she acts like she knows more about football than you do. You know that's part of it. Yeah, that that bothers okay. me a little bit, coach. Mm-hmm. And maybe maybe <laughs> and again as we head to a break here, uh, talkzone.com, big dog and a coach with you up until eleven o'clock. Maybe also part of it is the fact that. The basketball season is two-thirds of the way through. I mean, some of our football buzz, it's almost like the bowl games. You know, we're college football, and then like five weeks later, the bowl games come at you. So maybe some of it is just it's a little hard to still get into football when the next sport, basketball, is two-thirds of the way through its season already. I don't see how that plays into it. All right. Well, I'm still having my epiphany. It could be all that. I think it's my 18 seconds in the elevator that threw me off today, Joel. I'm not exactly sure where you were leaning either way, so I'm not sure where your epiphany went. So. Well, I was leaning towards epiphany. She was in the corner of the elevator. But and what we what we also have to know is what else are we going to be picking today? Besides besides the football game, are you going to do the over under? Eh, that's too obvious. We're gonna we're gonna do in addition to just picking the one game, we are gonna add our little uh, shot in the dark predictions. Okay. Okay. 
I'll explain that when we come back. David Olson, our producer, wondering what the hell a shot in the dark is. I will explain that. We'll talk Super Bowl and more here on thetalkzone.com. Two guys, one mic, and a quick break. Back in a minute. are open for your calls on two guys and a mic call 888 go for it once again here's the coach john cone and the big dog joe radwanski on talkzone.com and we are back in the in the talkzone.com two guys and a mic big dog looking at our twitter on uh, email as it's uh, coming in as we speak here on the show you'll be happy to know but holy schmoly and bathtub boy Holy schmoly and bathtub boy have joined our new Twitter team. Uh, that's some dirty water. I don't want to know anything about it. It's probably completely above board. Maybe bathtub boy joined us as soon as I had my epiphany. Who knows? Uh, back on TalkZone.com, we're playing Beat the Schmoes. Now, I mentioned in addition today, we're going to throw it out to our listeners a chance to win uh, cash. That's the best kind of prize, right? We we actually are giving out cash? Well, we're not giving We'll, we'll give it out. If they win it, okay. and I, I'm going to I'm going to even offer it to you, Big Dub, because we haven't played a shot in the dark in a while. We used to do it on our old radio show, The Morning Break, here in Chicago. It's our first time playing on thetalkzone.com, and basically, what a shot in the dark is: is you make any unusual prediction, something odd that will happen in the game. Okay, like I predict a punter will complete a pass. There you go, perfect example. Uh, the New Orleans Saints will run a double reverse and they will fumble on the double reverse, and the Indianapolis Colts will pick it up and go for a touchdown. Now that, that's like 100 to 1. Exactly. Well, obviously, but but you make the unusual prediction. We will put then put odds to it. David Olson, our fine intern staff, will um, quickly, in about 18, less than that, seven or eight seconds, they will put odds to it if that happens to come true. If that unusual occurrence were happen to come true, we send you the cashier courtesy of two guys and a mic. Now, the punter, what did you say? The punter getting intercepted? No, uh, the punter just throwing a pass. Oh, completing, completing a pass. Completing a pass. Completing All right. Pass. Our odds on that are 25 to 1. So just for calling up, 888-463-6748, make a prediction like that. If it comes true, you win 25 bucks. Joel, there's no risk. There's a lot of reward. Well, that, that's not bad. That's not bad. Oh, I guess you can say something like, I bet Austin Collie is the MVP. Okay. You could well, do how that? much is something like that? That's got to be like 100 to 1. Nope, but we've got it at 47 to 1. Not bad. Not bad yep. at all, actually. Yep. David Olson, our producer, working very hard behind the screen. 
<laughs> Either that or hardly working. So uh, we'll throw that out there, 888-463-6748 or Mike2Guys at AOL.com if you want to play a shot in the dark. All right, all week long, I think you've pretty much been confident with your Indianapolis Colt. You're not going to change, Joel. You're uh, picking the Colt, but I need to know by how much. Um, I'm going to go with the Indianapolis Colts by uh, six points. Give me a score. Uh, 30 to 24, Coach. All right. 30-24. And break it down for what's the what just the advantage in experience in quarterback? Uh, it, it's basically going to be the, the the Colts moving it up and down the field, and they're going to have trouble scoring because they really don't have a running game, so they're going to have to kick a bunch of field goals. Mm-hmm. And, but uh, I, I definitely see them being able to uh, control the football game, control the tempo. And, uh, the, I mean, the Saints are going to be tough to stop, but the Colts will be too much for them, and, they won't make mistakes, and next thing you know, they'll win the game. It'll be a close one, but they'll win it. Everybody says the Colts don't have a running game. Joseph Adai, who killed the Bears three years ago. I don't know if he was the MVP. If not, he should have been. Well, if, if, no, Peyton Manning was the MVP, and okay. Dominic Rhodes and Joseph Adai, basically yes. each one of them caught like seven and then 11 passes. Yep. They, they did underneath. It was the, that's all they did was just catch like killed four us. passes. Killed us, and we made absolutely no adjustments at halftime. It was painful, and that's when the whole Lovey Smith, Ron Rivera, uh, defensive coordinator uh, conflict, I think, came to arise. And mm-hmm. after that Super Bowl game, Ronnie Rivera was shipped out, and Lovey Smith's defense has been bad ever since. Thank you very much. But uh, Joseph Adai looked pretty darn good last game. I'm not saying yeah, he, he was gaining 20, 25 yards, but he was making people miss at the line of scrimmage. But you still say indie running game not so good. It definitely is not. But the, the thing is, the Saints don't have that great of a run defense. But if for some reason, they did play pretty well against the run last week. Uh, they weren't dominant. They did all right. And since the Colts won't blow anybody off the ball, I just that's going to be the one thing that the Colts won't be able to do at well. They'll, they'll be able to pass at well, but they won't be able to run at well. Mm-hmm. So, uh, But they'll, they'll control the ball enough. I can see them kicking a bunch of field goals tomorrow. Okay. Most so, for- so that's why I think it's going to be uh, 30-24. 34 to, or no, you picked the 30 24, right? 30 24, yeah. Six point lead, or six point win just over the point spread. Big Dog making his picks. You are truly a schmo, by the way. Uh, as a member of our guest host, the guest host this year actually collectively. Not bad. Nine and six. Not too bad. Nine and six. I've gone seven and 20 against the point spread, Joel. That is absolutely abysmal. Well, I guess somebody had to take Kevin Hurran's spot. <laughs> Kevin Aran, the producer of our old show. Uh, and again, Paradise, uh, boy, she was all over the place. Ended out regular season at 10 and 11. So Paradise can spin the dice correctly today, Joel. She does have a chance of resting in the offseason, uh, knowing that she at least finished 500. Uh, Tremendously she, exciting. She could have one year below 500. Okay. Mm-hmm. Normally she just barely squeaks over the, the break even mark. Yes. Yeah. And of course, the history of Paradise and the, the somewhat. It's part humor and it's part reality check is that we've had experts on our radio show before, a couple in particular, and they make, you know, these well-reasoned predictions. They give all the facts and all the storylines and research, and they make their picks on our radio show, and not over a year, but over like a six, seven-year period of time. And, Joel, you can attest to this. I'm not going to say the dice was better than the expert, but the dice, the spinning of the dice was almost as good as our well-researched expert. I remember our one expert who also goes right out from our old show would go right onto the score. Yeah. And we would have him at like 38% on the year. And going into the last week, he'd be like, 
Yeah, if I can break even today, I'll, I'll <laughs> stay above 500. And we'd be like, oh, you're taking it at like 38%. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he had a little trouble with mathematics, you know. Yeah, yeah, which is which is not good when you're talking about uh, yeah. gambling on football. Yeah. So that's okay. That's okay. All right, now let me ask you. You mentioned uh, the quarterbacks. Well, I well, I'm, I'm going to ask one question that leads into what I always say the most unforgotten guys <laughs> in the whole big story. But first of all, the Greg, long snappers. The back. I'm talking about the backup quarterbacks. But let me first oh. lead into it with Greg Williams, the. Um, Defensive coordinator, the New Orleans Saints, has pretty openly stated, and he did the last couple of playoff games, that they're going to attack the quarterback. They're going to try to hit the <laughs> yeah. quarterback. Nothing dirty. Nothing wrong with that. You saw the no, way no, they no, did it against – um, They're grimy. What's that? They, they, uh, they, they say that they're not dirty. They're grimy. All right, what, whatever. I mean, as long as it's a legal <laughs> hit, they protect the quarterbacks now. So you can't do anything dirty against a quarterback, right? I mean, no, if you no. sneeze too they hard. Got away, they got away with a couple against Brett Favre, which is surprising that it's Brett Favre and it's the quarterback, and yet they got away with a couple of illegal hits last week. Mm-hmm. So, but, yeah, they're not going to get away with them in the Super Bowl, Coach. But the Vikings protected Brett Favre pretty well all season long. They were not able to against New Orleans. Are you worried oh. a little bit that Greg Williams is going to come after Peyton Manning a couple of shots, a couple of hits? Uh, you know, I don't know. Does Peyton Manning get a little, um, you know, uh, happy uh, uh, feet? A couple of things. First of all, I want to say this. I will say this: the 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 zero sack game against the that the what the Saints had last week was unbelievable because I've never seen a quarterback take a worse beating with zero sacks yes. before. But Peyton Manning picked up the blitz a lot better than Brett Favre ever did. Now Brett Favre's at the end of his good career, great career. If the Saints go after him with anything more than four people, coach, he will destroy them. Mm-hmm. So the Saints have to get there with four people. Okay, so if they're trying to attack him by blitzing him or something like that, uh, then that six-point prediction I was talking about has, is totally wrong. It's 25, and the, the Colts will score like 40 to 50 points. We've seen Peyton Manning do that before. It can really take – it takes the heart out of any blitzing. Yeah, go go does right it? ahead. Oh, that means somebody's in single coverage, and guess what? He'll yeah. stand there. He'll get rid of the ball. He'll step into the throw. He'll get hit. And, by the way, he won't miss a snap, so we don't have to worry about the backup quarterbacks in this game. And I know we were going with that. And normally, Coach, I agree with you because it's the heartbeat away, and it happens. Peyton Manning has missed one play in his whole entire career due to injury. Mm-hmm. One in his whole entire career. And Drew Brees, you know, he's good about avoiding, like eluding the rush and getting throws off without getting hit either. That, there's something to be said about that. You know, there's really tough quarterbacks like both these guys are, and they're also really smart, and they don't get hit ever. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. That that is the. That, I we, I don't think I have to worry about either one of these guys getting hurt, Coach. I really don't. But you are right. Whoever gets hit more often is going to win the game. I All mean, right. well, well, the other team will win the game. Humor me for a moment, and let's just say it. I always. Say, you know, we put so much speculation and so much talk into the game and so much, uh, you know, of our, of our uh, expertise and research and all that into the game. And we are literally one hit, be it clean or be it dirty, one hit away from a guy we don't even know who it is. I'm the first to say I don't know that I can. Well, no, for, wait a minute. For Indianapolis? No, I couldn't tell you who the backup quarterback is for either team. We're one hit away. From some guy, I don't even know their name, stepping in and being the key guy in the Super Bowl. Coach, I, I am not watching you right now via webcam. So Good, because I'm picking my questions. nose. Are you sitting down right now? I am. Okay, well, so everybody out there, he might fall off of his seat if you're watching via webcam here at TalkZone.com. But uh, the backup quarterbacks 
are for the Indianapolis Colts, Curtis Painter, and for the New Orleans Saints, Mark Brunel. Mark Brunel is not the number three. He's the number two? Yes. Wow. Wow. Curtis okay. Painter I should have got because Curtis Painter came in, of course, in that New York Jet game when they were leading after two and a half quarters and uh, did not have a good performance. We know him well from Purdue, but wow. that I don't know how much research you've done, Joel, but that could that be the two weakest backup quarterbacks to ever come into a Super Bowl? Well, you know what? I can I can think about that. And when we go into break, I'll try to think about uh, I'll think about that. But you know, I don't I don't think you got to think too hard. It's one of those things. Mark Brunell. If you're if you're the Colts, you only have because of the salary cap. If you're the Colts, if you're the Saints, you have a lot of talent all over the field. There's only so much money you can, uh, you know, give to each particular position. And mm-hmm. then that, the Colts have to pay Peyton Manning. They can't afford a backup quarterback coach. Well, right? yeah, and I understand that, and you say it with tongue-in-cheek and a little bit of humor, and you're laughing over there, but think about it. All the preparation, the money, the time, the energy, the passion, everything you put into it, and, and again, you know, I'll go back to one hit. Yeah. That's all. Yeah, and one that... hit, Drew Brees goes limping off, and Mark Burnell becomes the key guy in the Super Bowl. So laugh about it all you want, but... If, if I'm a football team, I always have to have a capable and ready backup quarterback, not no, some no, guy who's you, there. Go you're ahead. right, Coach, but the Colts can't afford to. Okay. Well, I can and argue they trying, can't afford not to. Get one. They're trying to get one on the Chiefs. We'll find out if Curtis Painter could end up being a quarterback. But that's why they have to make sure that they know where every single Saint player is. No matter what week it is, every Jet, no matter where they're playing, every Titan, they have to pick up every blitz. They have to make sure Peyton Manning's totally taken care of. Because if he gets hurt, their season is over with. And how much million dollars in uh, – I know it's about winning championships and winning Super Bowls and winning games. That's the most important part. But if you're an organization, you know, let's admit, a profit is part of it. All these millions of dollars you're paying, all these particular players, and you can only afford to pay your backup so much, well, guess what? All of a sudden that backup comes in and you just lost maybe $40 million in playoff revenue. Okay. Because you weren't prepared with a backup quarterback. Beautiful. Emailer, by the way, brand new emailer, Bathtub Boy, uh, just wrote in and said he c- completely agrees with everything Joel said. Where can he meet you? Uh, what's his name? Bathtub Boy? Bathtub Boy. Joining I'm our... more of a shower guy, so I don't know if we'll be able to. We probably aren't a conducive uh, type relationship. I don't know, but he completely agrees with everything you said. That's the good news and the bad news. All right. <laughs> 30 to 24. Real quick before we take our uh, second in Final break here on the talkzone.com. I got the dice in my hand, uh, big dog. Now, the uh, I, I just thought of the worst backup quarterback in the history of the Super Bowl, but I don't think you can think of a worse pair of them. But go ahead, okay? I just realized that the worst backup the quarterback Bears, in the probably. history of the Super Bowl was uh, the one who started for the Bears in the last time <laughs> they were in the Super Bowl against the Colts, Rex Grossman. <laughs> the worst backup was actually our starter, yes, exactly. <laughs> it's a good call. It's a sad call for us in Chicago because I'm laughing now, and the closest emotion, as you know, the closest emotional laughing is to crying. But yeah, uh, I really, I, I'm trying, I'm going through them really quick, and, and there's nothing really horrid. All right, well, there's you really know what? nothing horrid, coach. Don't don't spend all your research time on backup quarterbacks. It's not all that important. Okay. All right, I'm going to spin the dice here, big dog. The webcasting fans can see it now. Is there an official? Help me out here. Who was the official home team? Do we know? Hold on one second. I'm going to have to say that is uh, the Colts are going to be. All right. Indianapolis will be the white dice. And New Orleans, the green dice. Fascinating sports talk radio here as we spin the day. Six for the white. 
three for the green, the beautiful, the lovely, the curvaceous paradise agrees with you, dog. In fact, six to three, so even over the point spread. She's got them by ten points. How about that? She knows what she's talking about. Wow. Unbelievable. All right. Again, she's 10 and 11 on the season. So this is a big game for Paradise. I mean, you've got what, four? How long is the offseason? Four months? For football, it's a little longer than that. We don't get football until like at the late August, early okay. September. And I'm You're sure. Seven months. I'm sure Paradise will visit a couple of those OTAs. You know, she'll, she'll work out a little bit, but basically four or five months off. And you could be sitting for five months at 10 and 12, two games under 500, if she picks this game right now. For those four or five months, she could be resting comfortably at a place near you, well, knowing that she finished 500. This is a big, big, big game for Paradise. The, the sad thing is, though, is if she, even if she takes this game right and she finishes that 500, she still will have lost money. Well, that's true. That's <laughs> okay. that's why they build all those nice hotels in Las Vegas, right? Yeah, don't take All right, very well, Paul. We'll take a quick break. Final segment, Big Dog, football boy in the house with the coach today. Two guys at a mic. TalkZone.com. are open for your calls on two guys and a mic call 888 go for it once again here's the coach john cone and the big dog joe radwanski on talkzone.com big dog i'm not sure how your stock portfolio is down there i know you're all excited about the super bowl i don't want to bring you down but as a professional newsman that i am Thank goodness we don't have the laugh track here on Internet Sports Radio. Uh, as a professional newsman that I am, I must inform you the stock market took biggest hit in a long time yesterday, down 240-some-odd points. I know your portfolio took a shot yesterday. I don't want to be a, a jerk coach, but I, got, I became a lot richer yesterday. Really? Yeah, just for the fact that everybody else lost money, I became a little bit richer. So it's, I, don't want to, I don't want to rub it in. So it actually... You know, that's not a good thing. Not a good thing whatsoever. Tough, it, tough day for a lot of people. Our general manager, uh, Chris Whitting, the commander-in-chief, he met me outside. He was wearing a long overcoat. I'm not sure if there was anything underneath. He had a canister, and he, he said, uh, can you contribute to the Christmas fund for next year? <laughs> it was a rough day yesterday for a lot of people. <laughs> oh, not good. No, not good at all. All right, uh, I, I told you, and real quick, making the Beat the Schmoes football predictions, 888-463-6748, our phone number, if you want to check in, uh, talk about the Super Bowl game, make your picks, it's Beat the Schmoes. Other shows play Beat the Pros. We here on Two Guys and a Mike play Beat the Schmoes. You can email us at Mike2Guys at AOL.com. Dog, in a second, I'm going to ask you for another shot in the dark prediction. So uh, come up with something, and, and, you know, hey, you're a guest host. You, you can win cash, too. 
Don't kid yourself. But all week long, all week long, I've had Indianapolis pretty solidly. Pretty comfortable with the Indianapolis prediction. But I'm telling you, on the 18-second elevator ride up to your floor, too, I changed my mind. What was, uh, what was the elevator song uh, playing? Was it Louis Armstrong? Things I'm marching <laughs> in or something like that? I, I... No, it was something from Pearl Jam. I'm not sure what it was. Oh, it wasn't the girl from Iwo Jima? That might have been it. Oh, that okay. might have been it. Whatever it was, it was pushing my buttons, and I was still on the elevator. But I, I changed. I, I I had an epiphany in the elevator, and I'm going with the New Orleans Saints. I just started picturing a Jim Caldwell celebrating the Indianapolis Colts, and it didn't fit. And then I pictured a Sean Payton. Is he ready to win the big one and the celebration? I kind of pictured both teams winning at the end, and the New Orleans picture was a little more clear. You know, and, and I mean this in the positive light. In the positive light, seriously, this, this is going to come off bad, but I really mean this positive. I I'm, I think the only coach that I could imagine in the NFL yelling at a bunch of chicks out in the middle of a street, show me your 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 teeth, you okay? Would be uh, Sean Payton. Can you imagine <laughs> him going back to New Orleans? He'd be partying in the streets, coach. Yeah, it'd be a, it'd be a heck of a fun victory parade. I'll tell you that. He cocktails, had his cocktails. His clipboard in one hand, a beer in the other. Yeah. You know, a bunch of those, you know, uh, beads around his neck. I, I mean, I, it'd be a beautiful thing. I don't think that clipboard would be in one hand for too long. He would still have his head. He'd be totally butt naked, but his headset. <laughs> yeah. Next week, we'll do a survey of, of uh, NFL coaches you'd most like to go partying with, and we're putting Sean Payton right at the top. Uh, without a question, he's a Naperville kid, Coach. Okay, Eastern Illinois, and yep. he's a legend around the parts where I live right now. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of people in this particular area pulling for the state. And that's the only thing, Sean Payton. Winning one, uh, yeah, I do like I like Drew Brees. You know, I like all the Saints. I like the whole story. I, I it just, would be nice. I just don't think it's going to happen. It's one of those deals. Where I'm, I'm not even rooting for either team. I could care less who wins. I'm excited about the game. I think it'll be fun, but I'm not rooting for either team. I think Indy might be able to win it seven out of ten times, but I just got me a feeling of late that the New Orleans Saints are going to have uh, the good New Orleans is going to show up. We talked about it yesterday. There's the good New Orleans, and then we've seen the bad New Orleans a little bit. And I'm just thinking they recapture their magic and beat the Colts. I'm going to go with a score. You ready for this? What's that? Forty-two, thirty-eight. New Orleans over Indy. Well, if that happens, I mean that they're showing that game at eight o'clock Monday morning on ESPN Classic. Mm-hmm. Okay. Forty-two to thirty-eight. So there we go. So you're going Indy. Paradise is going Indy. I'm taking the uh, New Orleans Saints, and we'll all live happily ever after. Now we are playing a shot in the dark too. Pick any unusual occurrence in the Super Bowl game. This is where you got to get creative. Okay, Peyton Manning will have a six-yard run, <laughs> or or higher. <laughs> Six yards or higher, huh? <laughs> David Olson, our producer, has given us a, a five to one. So if that happens, you win five bucks. <laughs> Actually, four dollars and fifty-six cents because we'll charge you postage. Not bad. Okay, that's no. not bad. Any bet under ten dollars, you're going to pay for the postage too. Come on, give me something a little creative. That's what we're looking for from our listeners too. Any unusual prediction? Get creative, get humorous. A shot in the dark. We're playing that along with beat the schmoes, and you make the the pick. You explain the play or the weird occurrence. We'll put some odds to it. If it happens, we will send you a cash prize courtesy of two guys in a mic. Like uh, how about like there will be a drunken incident with Joe Namath on the sidelines. <laughs> I don't think Joe Namath is going to be on the sidelines. If that happens, 
88 to 1. See right there. Oh. That's only right there. If so Joe Namath is on the sidelines, and if he gets obnoxious and, and there's some kind of incident similar to the Susie Culver, if he tries to like kiss Kyle Turley or something like that, uh, you would win eighty-eight dollars, Joe. It's as simple as that. Kiss Kyle Turley? This is a thought that he might even have a sister repulses me. It's a shot at Kyle Turley's sister. David Olsen, our producer. Yes, sir. What do you think the over/under is for appearances of Kim Kardashian on camera? Uh, ooh, ooh, that's a good one. See, that, that's exactly that's a good one, Dan. That's what I was going with for our beat the schmoes is is stuff like that. Uh, I'm going to have to say you put that over/under at I would the same the same level as Archie Manning. I'm going to put that at like four and a half. <laughs> so we can actually have a battle of will will the TV cameras catch more Archie Manning? Or Kim Kardashian. That's a that's a good call right there. Which one? Which one are you going to see more? Scary thing know, is, I'm not sure. Half the, <laughs> half I don't, the viewing public, I know what they want to see a lot more of Kardashian. I, well, yeah, I think we could be safe to say on that. At least our male listening audience. I'm not sure who I find more attractive, quite frankly, Kim Kardashian or her boyfriend Reggie Bush. To me, it's pretty close. I I, a, I, I think uh, Kim Kardashian has, a, has edged Reggie Bush out a lot. Uh, close though, was, a lot. All right, I'm, I'll give Kim the edge, but uh, don't kid yourself. Reggie Bush, a good-looking guy in his own right. <sighs> How are you, big dog? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. And this Kim Kardashian talk has got me all flustered. Yeah, well, you had me with the whole epiphany thing early on. Then I finally got back into football, and boom, you're right back at me with Kim Kardashian. I'm trying to concentrate and be a true professional here. Could we bring out a uh, feel-good story very quickly? And I know it's one that you are attached to because he's a, a local kid. And I don't know how much of our national audience or international audience is aware of this, but one of the stars of the New Orleans Saints, one of what could be the feature players in the game, Pierre Thomas, a running back out of the Chicago area, played at the University of Illinois, and it's a feel-good story. Who was the backup to easy E.B. Halsey, his whole career coach? Yeah, it's a feel-good story because he was barely a college starter. And Joel, coming out of the NFL draft, he was not drafted. How many rounds of the NFL draft are there? Seven, seven rounds. You're talking 32 teams plus compensatory picks. There's usually about 255 to 260 picks a year. Seven rounds? I thought there was like 13 rounds. No, the, 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 it moved to, it used, there's been different levels for a long time, but for mm-hmm. the last 15 years or so, coach, it's been seven. All right. Hey, but, but the bottom line is he was not drafted, an undrafted kid coming out of college. Even in college, he could barely get playing time. He, you know, he played, but he was not the full-time starter. He runs a 4-6-40. He was too slow. He wasn't big enough. And here he is, Joel. He's the feature running back in the Super Bowl. Our feel-good story for the day. And his name, yeah, by the way, is Pierre is, Thomas. You know, it, it's pretty incredible. It is a great story. It also drives me crazy because when he was at Illinois, I always thought he was better than E.B. Halsey. So that as an Illinois fan, it, it's like a bittersweet moment. And, um, you know, it also shows that if you're running back and you get an opportunity, all you need is good blocking. And, and maybe there's a lot of good running backs that maybe never got shot or never were in the right system because – Look at like Willie Parker. He couldn't start at North Carolina. A year later, he, he's having an. He didn't win the MVP. Heinz Ward did, but he had an MVP type game in the Super Bowl. And then here's a guy like Pierre Thomas. He doesn't even get drafted. All of a sudden, uh, a coach Sean Payton starts using him properly, and all of a sudden, you know, he's a guy that if he won Super Bowl MVP, it wouldn't be all that surprising. I mean, he's had some great games, especially in the playoffs. So, mm-hmm. but there was, the other day, he had what? 
uh, a rushing touchdown of 40 yards or more and a receiving touchdown of 40 yards or more in the same playoff game. That doesn't happen very often. So that's a, I'm glad you brought that up, Coach. Pierre Thomas, a great story, and just another lesson about running backs. You can always find a good one, Coach. Yeah, and another lesson also, and I think you'll agree with me, on not to put too much stock into those uh, uh, pre-draft camps where they test, you know, percent body weight and what your speed is in the 40, and you know, Bottom line is, can you produce? Do you have instincts? Do you know how to play? The physical stuff is important, but your ability, your ability, and, and speed is part of your ability, but the difference between 4-3 and 4-6 is not that great. So don't overrate some of the timed things that they do in those pre-draft camps. I, I will disagree with you. The difference between 4-3 and 4-6 is ridiculously different. But, I, I know, Coach, you know from doing the show with me how much I 100% agree with everything that you just said. Find out first and foremost, can the guy play football? Take the guys that can play football and then go to the scouting combine and look at the differences between those guys. Mm-hmm. That's what, how every team should do it. Instead, they go and they just, it seems like they just look at the combine almost. But, you know, I don't blame teams for passing on Pierre Thomas for this reason because at Illinois, not only did he have a slow time in the 40 at the combine, coach, he didn't even play it that much at Illinois. He was a backup to E.B. Halsey, so as a, a coach, I understand why all the NFL teams did not draft him. Because not only did he not have good combines, he didn't play. By the way, David Olsen, our producer, nice enough to put together some of the highlights. If you're not sure who E.B. Halsley is, he was a highly ranked high school player, went to the University of Illinois, and I think real quick we have his highlight tape in front of us. Ladies and gentlemen, the highlight tape of E.B. Halsley from the University of Illinois. There. Yeah, Coach, I didn't was, want to send the E.B. Halsey talk. But it's just funny. That, that was wow, not a technical right. glitch, they by the way. They went into Illinois together, and I would have to say that Pierre Thomas started maybe six games in four years, mm-hmm. and every one of those was when E.B. Halsey was hurt. And it's, you know, if you had Pierre Thomas would have a kickoff return for a touchdown, you know, and then, uh, well, I don't want to get all into it, but it was just another thing as an Illinois fan that is, mm-hmm. uh, it's like bittersweet when you hear that he's from Illinois because he never was utilized. No question about it. Big dog pick at Indy 30, New Orleans 24. You want to make your picks here on the show? Beat the Schmoes. Dial it up. Time is running out. 888-463-6748. Two guys at a mic at your service. Big dog, the halftime entertainment music will be who? And I have only one question for you. Why? You know, you know, Coach, I've heard other people complaining about this, and I just want to show you who's one of my favorite bands of all time. And I love who? The Who. The Who. And, Why? Uh, because they're incredible. Where? Okay. Now. <laughs> and, uh, well, I, I really don't understand this, but it was funny, because when The Who were huge, when they actually were huge, there's no way they ever would have been able to do the halftime of the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Like if this was 1969, there's no way they let them do the halftime of the Super Bowl. Okay, cool. so it's you. And remember, you always used to be like up with people, yeah. or you know. <laughs> it, it was, I like, actually, I have to admit, I enjoyed up with people. But then okay, again, I listened. I took out my ABBA CD last night and listened to Dancing Queen and Gimme Gimme and Mamma Mia. So I like that kind of music. What can I tell you? That's a sad well, story. I'm not going to rip you for that, but I mean. You, you, I don't see, and now like the Hugh music, the Who music, was back thirty years ago when they were actually huge, mm-hmm. or I shouldn't even say thirty years ago, thirty-five, forty years ago when they Ooh. were huge. Uh, 
you know, it was cutting edge then, and that everybody can listen to it. Now it's no longer cutting edge, and everybody can listen to it. So now they're the Super Bowl halftime show. And now they're not cutting edge or nothing. It's like a retro concert. It's, 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 it's kind of strange how they figure out who can be the halftime entertainment. How many years until I know you are near and dear to your heart, your favorite group, Pearl Jam? What is the over and under? Three years, five years, next decade. When does Pearl Jam get asked to appear and be the halftime entertainment? That's a great point. Like, Pearl Jam should have been the halftime entertainment in, like, 94, uh-huh. 95. Okay. But they definitely could. They might be in, like, 15 years after the, somebody looks back and be like, wow, they put out 15 albums that were that good. And then they're no longer relevant. And now all their music, like the stuff that they've made that is kind of cutting edge. Now, back then, it'll be like easy. By, by then, it'll be easy listening music. And then there'll be the halftime entertainment. So about 20 more years. So. Mm-hmm. And right. by then... The only people will be listening to it will be me and the other, you know, six-year-old folks you've been listening to for the last 35 years. <laughs> oh, that old-fashioned group, Pearl Jam. By the way, we have an inside line. There's a decent chance that Neil Diamond will be your featured entertainer for next year's halftime. Are you serious? No. Okay, but that would make sense, though. That would make sense. But even though Neil Diamond is the type of guy that they could have, at the point, like the peak of his hitness, he could have been in there. Like, he's one of those top guys that you could have put in at any time. Oh, go ahead. No, so, like, like if you're, like, cutting edge at all, yes, sir. It, it takes you, like, 35 years to get in the Super Bowl. If you're cookie cutter, <laughs> you could be put, like, like they could put Janet Jackson or Michael Jackson. I know uh-huh. those are, like, different type of stars, but they could put them up anywhere because they're yeah. basically just pop stars. In that so, society. basically, what you're saying is anybody that's hot – and topical at the time, they're not going to hire. But if you're done over the hill, if your best work was 10 or 15 years ago, come on down. You're our Super Bowl halftime entertainment. Is that what I hear you saying? Yeah, or if you're just pure pop. Do you understand what I mean by, like, pure pop? Yep. Okay, that, that's either one. But if you make anything cut edge, they can't get you when you're actually being cutting edge. It just wouldn't make any sense. Who's going to lead off the game with, oh, beautiful for spacious skies, for amber waves of grain, for purple majesty? For Purple Mountain Majesty above the Fruited Plain, who will be singing America the Beautiful? Uh, I, I'm not exactly sure, but uh, Isabella Mussolini, I do believe, is going to sing it. <laughs> What's the over and under in Isabella? Uh, well, definitely, you got you got to like her over. Her under ain't bad either. <laughs> You'll take either the over or the under, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right I thought so it was maybe Queen Latifah, possibly, or maybe it's a, a God Bless America. I think she leads off with. And then somebody else is doing the national anthem. Anyhow, I just, Carrie Underwood's doing the national anthem. Carrie Underwood. have the greatest name of all time. Speaking of the over or the under, Carrie Underwood. Of any woman's name of all time, that might be the greatest name of all time of any woman. <laughs> Stop it. I, My, I just got that, by the way. I never thought of that before, but I just got it. <laughs> Our partner earlier in the week, I know you were listening, Brian Bauer, Double B, outstanding gentleman. He'll be back again next week. Apparently a big fan of Carrie Underwood. Um, I, I think I actually can picture her, which is very rare for me to actually know who somebody like a pop singer looks like. So. Mm-hmm. All right. Was a, did she date Romo? She did indeed. Oh, okay. Wow. Remember, she was up in the uh, press box and caused Dallas Cowboys to lose some big game. Tony Romo was a No, that distracted... was Jessica Simpson. Oh, that was Jessica Simpson. Yeah, but I think he dated uh, Underwood, too. <laughs> yeah, he was Underwood and then Simpson. Wow. Wow. That's just amazing. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm useful. Are, you, are you having another epiphany over there? Yes. Well, I oh, wish. Okay. I'm going to ah. need to. 
Big Dog, we got to wrap up the show. Got about a minute, minute and a half left. Any thoughts, uh, non-Super Bowl that we did not get to before we, uh, send you back to your spatial abode and please uh, wake up Mahmoud before three o'clock? Uh, yes, coach. He's, he's in the, he's chanting something. Yeah. Tell Mahmoud, by the way, there is a new product that's on the market now. It's called soap. Um, you're going to have to tell him that, Coach, because he seems to <laughs> speak in tongues whenever we bring it up. Then. All right. Any other final thoughts? Close it up, Big Doug. Uh, you know, other than the fact that I can't breathe right now, Coach, everything is good in the world, and uh, <laughs> it's just good doing the show with you. I will be back next week, Coach, but it, it'll be on Wednesday next week. It won't be Monday or Tuesday. We only get you over one day next week? Well, it'll I'm going to talk to the general manager, Chris Whitting, as soon as he gets out of his uh, – Overcoat with underwear, and it was a rough day for Chris yesterday. One day, it'll be no, it'll be Wednesday, Thursday, Friday next oh. week. But Monday, Tuesday, the my studio is going to be in use. Beautiful. We can get you for three days. I think I can speak for most of our talk zone listener. We will consider ourselves blessed, blessed, and blessed once again. Hooray! Yeah. So God bless you, Big Doug. Yeah, I, I appreciate it. Somewhere, right. hopefully, she blessed me. All right. Have a good weekend. And you know, every Monday morning, I do check the crime report to make sure your name is not on there. Well, don't check your local paper. You might have to check, like, the USA Today or something. I, I check them all. Okay. All right. And I even know how Radwanski is spelled in three different languages. The big dog and the coach, uh, have a great weekend, everybody. Enjoy the Super Bowl. And we will uh, come back to you Monday at 10 o'clock. David Olson, not just today. Great job all week. Thank you for listening. TalkZone.com. Two guys and a mic signing off. Have a great weekend.